Hey, you're listening to Speaking of Which with Ryan and Drew. Two guys, two drinks, and a little too much talking. That time I pressed the record button. Take two. Yep. Take two. No one will know the plight of the time I pressed the play button instead of the record button, unless I keep this part in the recording, which I'm going to do because I'm too lazy to edit. Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) Welcome to the show. As usual, this is Speaking of Which with Ryan and Drew. A special morning edition. Oh yes, one of our coffee and uh, coffee and cuddles edition. Coffee and cuddles. So grab your favorite cuddle partner and uh, your favorite your coffee. Favorite... Don't burn each other. <laughs> Don't confuse the two. We get a complaint on uh, iTunes. One star cuddled with coffee got burned. They're the worst. <laughs> Just the context. What? Um, the only really top of the morning stuff I can think of or top of the show stuff is. Um, an apology for the episode not being out net last week. Uh, Ryan here was busy being an adult and moving out and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, whereas you had your getting married and moving and such and honeymoon. And and that we were off for like two months there. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Valid. I, yeah, I feel like I could take a week <laughs> off. I'd be all right. You know. I'd yep, be... you know what? I think, okay, you win this round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I think that's it. I think business as usual. Yeah, we can dive right into our uh, lovely subject this week that you brought up, which is, uh, speaking of which... Drinking games. Drinking games. I... This is a divisive one to me because I, I so... I've never properly played a drinking game, I don't think. Okay. Every time I've tried, and for me, my drinking games tend to usually be the ones where you're watching a movie and you, like, have a list of, like, things to look out for. And I actually did pull up one or two of them. I can talk about a little more specifically later. But I just find that, like, at a certain point, you, whether it's the drinking or just the casualness of the event, you sort of just stop looking for excuses to drink and just start drinking anyways, because you want to have a drink. And then eventually someone will call out, like, oh, they said the word, everyone drink, and you're like, I've already finished three drinks, like, what is this? Why are we doing this anymore? I um, think with drinking games, um, I think it's all about context. There's sometimes some environments you can go to where it's really just not at all appropriate to play a drinking game. I was actually talking about this uh, with with Shannon last mm-hmm. night. And for example, let's say you go to a really small party with maybe four or six people, mm-hmm. and two or four of them start getting a game of beer pong going. The other two or four people start just awkwardly stand around the table, just sort of watching. Mm-hmm. That that makes it a bit less fun. But if you have a 20-person party and two or four of them go off to play beer pong, doesn't break up the, the, the scene of the party. And you also... But then again, with 20 to whatever people, you, you can't do, sit around and do, like, a drinking game. You can't do, like, a... Yeah, that'd be tough. I feel like most most drinking games in those scenarios, you tend to be maybe four or five people, usually. And I feel like they're the kind of thing you see... You see them always being done in movies. Like, you watch any, like, house party in any movie or TV show, like a garbage CW show or like that, and they're always like, oh, we're going to play beer pong or spin the bottle or whatever stupid drunk game teens play these days. Yeah. Spin their spinners. <laughs> um, context. Uh, in real life, those aren't as easy. Like, I've been to parties before where we, like, organized a beer pong tournament. Yeah. And I freaking won. I called bullshit on the last round. Um, sorry. <laughs> Personal vendetta. It's a whole other story. But that was well done. Like, we had three or four tables set up so you could play multiple games. People were very invested in, like, who was winning, who was losing. And it was enough people that even when all three, like, six teams of two were playing, 
you had enough people out and about hanging around doing other things, snacks, drinks, DJing, playing football for some reason. Oh, we're talking. Okay, I know that party. Yeah, you, that you were party. there. That was yeah, that, I was there. That party. I was one of the people playing football for some reason. Yeah, that was like, how did football start? <laughs> I don't sports. I'm but, gonna go back to beer pong. A yeah, real, a real gentleman's game. Yeah, I think I was out in the first round of beer pong. I'm not a good beer pong player. Um, Neither am I. But apparently, I got really lucky with my wife. I can't remember who my partner was even. Me neither. It was like a last minute like watch it be like watch it be each other and we just both <laughs> <forgot>. <laughs> I can but believe that. I lost I so that. I didn't win so it definitely wasn't that. us um, but I think there's also this this thought about drinking games that a lot of people associate them as being juvenile and in fact your brother uh, commented on did he I did not check the Facebook comments I only checked the one tweet we got he commented actually he also had some feedback for us um, with the adult themes on kids shows mm. well, I mentioned Satchmo and the Rugrats yes and he was actually apparently Satchmo was referring to a trumpet player not a tuba player and it was Louis Armstrong oh <laughs> uh, his name is Satchmo his nickname that's um, interesting he also I'm says he, wa- know that. he also says he wants to visit my cousin's alpaca farm oh yeah no that's a we're recording an episode about alpacas yeah. with your cousin on his farm let's all go like that's the subject of a, one day we will record the alpaca episode but he does go on to say I detest drinking games. I view drinking as a relaxing activity slash I don't want to have to abide by ridiculous rules in order to take a sip from my alcoholic beverage. People argue that I'm no fun, but hey, that's just me. Oh, he is no fun, but we love him. <laughs> um, okay, like, there's some valid points in there. That's yeah. for sure. Um, and I think the important thing to note is that drinking games usually are quite voluntary. You don't have to partake. You can always sit around and watch yeah. and just sort of drink at your own pace. And also, even if you're playing a drinking game, I don't think anyone's going to say anything about you if you just take a sip, even when you're not. And I think that's what I was kind of getting at, too, is the you're basically putting an arbitrary rule on when and when you cannot take a sip of your drink. But at some point, everyone sort of just like goes, you know what? It's been a while. I want to sip my drink. We're just casually having a conversation while we're playing. I'm going to take a sip. And you end up drinking more because of it, which I don't think is a problem. But... It does tend to break the flow of the game in those cases. Like, um, one of my vivid memories of a good drinking game was, uh, I think it's called King's Cup. King's Cup is a good one. Yeah. I know everyone has their own variation on the rules. And yes. most, most house rules are their own thing. But that was a very, that was like my first real, like, four people in a room with, like, two people I didn't know. Just, like, having a drink and having a good laugh at how stupid the game turned out. And that was a really fun experience. Like, that was, like, I'm glad that turned out the way it did. The fact that I finished two glasses of rum with nothing else in them in under an hour, probably a bad idea. Probably a bad idea. And I don't remember much that night except for crying at McDonald's apparently. Oh. But uh, that was uh, that was an experience. Yeah. But usually with drinking games, the goal of them is to get other people to drink. So no one's going to point it out to you and be like, hey, you're drinking when you're not supposed to. Yeah, I guess. Usually you could just take a sip if it doesn't break up the flow of the game. And I guess that's, oh, you're still telling me when to, but you know. Just you could take a sip. No one's gonna. No one's gonna say anything. So I want to touch on our um, our first ever tweet. The first time someone's ever tweeted at our podcast with an answer to our question. Oh, nice. Uh, my wife actually points out uh, her favorite drinking game is one that her and her family put together. I believe it was her and her sister called the Drinking Game of Life. Yeah, I, I saw that tweet and I was like wondering what it was. So you've played the board game Life. Yes. So the concept basically was anytime something good happened to you. Everyone would drink to celebrate, and if anything bad happened to you, you had to drink. So basically, every time you spun, there was like a 99% chance you were going to drink, and like a 50% chance everyone else was going to drink. I think, uh, I think 
Shannon, I need to come over. We need to we need to play. <laughs> we have a copy of Life somewhere in this there house. I go. promise you. So. Uh, but I like that because that is the kind of game where it's like the rules are so vague, are so unnecessarily simple, and you're pretty much gonna keep drinking the whole time. That it's really just a an excuse to drink. Like we <coughs> sat down once and watched um, the film is escaping me now, and I'm actually looking up a few to see if I can find any other fun ones whatever film and it was like a 90s film so it was like oh whenever there's a girl wearing a silly choker or like oh this very 90s style of fashion or someone says one of these lines drink and it was like you would have moments where like you were chugging and then like moments of like just complete downtime and I think that balance in a good drinking game is when you drink often enough that you can keep playing without having to break the flow going okay fucking I'm just taking a sip yeah okay that's fair so the game of life is a really good one because you're probably going to have a drink every few seconds. There's never really going to be a period of, like, if you're playing a game of life, you're doing something almost every turn, whenever you land on involves something. So whether it's, and there's always the fun part, you argue, like, oh, you had kids, and it's like, is that a drink because I'm sad, or one celebrates drink? I don't know. <laughs> I guess that depends on the person. So it is a little more fun, and it's more, it's more of an excuse to drink very quickly with the premise of the game versus relying on the game to tell you when you can drink. Yeah, and on that note, I guess it's adding drinking rules to any type of game. Mm -hmm. Like, you can make, let's say, Cards Against Humanity, you can make that a drinking game. Like, whoever wins doesn't drink. Everyone else has to take a sip. Yeah, that's it. I feel like, like that. that's a great a great way to do it, but again, if you have a group where you're very slow, or you're very methodical, or you get too competitive, True. then you have these long rounds... And again, every game can be adapted to a drinking version. I've played drinking snakes and ladders. There you go. Uh, God, what were some of the rules? We were just at one point we realized one of the chicks was so drunk we started making up rules to her, <laughs> including my favorite. Oh, you rolled a seven, you got a drink. She goes, "I think they're just making up rules to make me drink." And her friend looks at us. We go, "Complaining about the rules, you got a drink." <laughs> <laughs> she did. Oh God. Oh my God, that was one of my favorite drinking games. I don't remember the rules. I think it was every, I think it was for everything. Every time you rolled even, you had to drink. You rolled odd. Everyone else drank. So you had something drinking every dice roll. That's crazy. Uh, ladder. Everyone drinks. Snake. You take a double. And then we started just arbitrarily adding in like, oh, if you get a snake eyes, everyone drinks. Wow. Or oh, if you get doubles, everyone drinks. I, mean, I played uh, drinking game Crazy Eights. Ooh, how would you do that? Pretty much anytime you have to draw cards, mm. you drink. Uh, anytime, if you did a crazy eight countdown, anytime you dropped down to the next level, mm -hmm. the other person drank. Hmm. Um, anytime you played a jack to skip someone's turn, they had to drink. Interesting. Funny, I only ever played crazy eights with like one of those, like, not like a standard deck of cards, but like a deck of cards made for crazy eights. Hmm. I don't know so how like, that would change. It's, it uses a standard deck of cards. But like, instead of having the jack, you had a skip card. Like, almost like Uno doesn't use a deck of cards, Uno uses its own standard mm -hmm. deck. I basically had, like, a child-friendly version of that where, like, instead of suits, it was, like, cars and, like, for blue and cars, yellow animals, green jobs, purple something else. Okay. Well, that's like, it was, it was, it was very kid. It was very kid-friendly. So yeah, I never actually played like Crazy Eights without that, which is kind of weird. Hmm. But I think that's the best way to do it is taking a game that already has well-established rules, taking something that happens very frequently and making that the drinking rule. Yeah. Just so you keep the drinking up. While still making it kind of competitive. Like, if you're doing better, you'll drink less. The other person drinks more, and that's kind of the goal. Right. But everyone still drinks. <clears throat> like, I think even beer pong is a pretty good version of that. Because you do have the... You don't want to be drinking while you're playing exactly. Sorry, I like up there at the middle of that. Yeah, it's okay. 
but you still have enough excuse to drink. And then you've also got like I mean I've played beer con- beer uh, beer con. Beer con? Although beer con is a game I now need to create. I apologize. <laughs> I'll be right back. All right. But I mean, you you also I've played beer con where you're still like sipping on your drink between your shots. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you don't have to necessarily uh, mm-hmm. chug it. In fact, on that note, drinking games where you have to chug, I can't do it. Well, that's King's Cup has it, but it's very, very low stakes, I find, for the chug. Yeah. King and Cup, it's rare. King's Cup has it, but whenever I played it, we sort of just did away with that role and replaced it with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I wanted to pull up here at a few examples of drinking games for movies. This is kind of my go-to when people say drinking games. This is the first place my brain goes. Like I didn't even think of beer pong until you brought it up now. Yeah. My thought was those drinking rules to games that already exist, like a board game or yeah. applying drinking rules to a movie. So I found a website here that has a whole bunch of like drinking games for movies. Okay. And I was going to go through a few with you and see if we, we could agree if they're worth playing. So the first one is Die Hard. Drink every time someone uses a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Uh, John talks to himself. Something explodes. Anyone is killed or injured. That's not good. You are reminded that it's Christmas. That's not good either. Yeah. Killed and injured? The part where he walked around with glass in his feet? Do you take a sip every step? <laughs> when he, like, mows down a room of people? It's like, you just, like, finish your drink? I guess. You waterfall like... until the scene's over. <laughs> That's intense. I don't know if it's going to be on there, but Shannon once played a Mean Girls drinking game. I've played that one too. I don't know if it's on here uh, for sure, but remember the rules for that we, one? Um, pretty much, I don't remember all the rules, but pretty much any time uh, Damien does something does something gay okay, or says something gay, um, any time like it, it's mentioned that uh, she's from Africa, uh, drink any time Aaron Samuels is mentioned, drink, um, I mean... I'm trying to remember a few other ones. Anytime Gretchen is dumb. Sorry, not Gretchen. The other one. Yeah, I know. The other one yeah. is dumb. Um, um, she's the best, though. But that's it. Like As long as it's something that's consistent enough that you're going to get enough drinks regularly, yeah. that you don't feel like you have to resort to, okay, I'm just going to drink on board. That's it. We, we didn't actually have time to finish the movie, but we got through about half of it, maybe even two-thirds of it, and... We were definitely pretty buzzed. That's it. Like that's it. You've, you have to find the right combo. Like a few of these have to be like test played, I guess. Like I'm looking at some of these and I'm thinking like this makes sense for Jurassic Park. Um, drink whenever someone throws a switch. Uh, you see the Jurassic Park logo. Someone mentions outdated technology, which I'm realizing now is a lot. Good. Well, yeah. Uh, Wayne Knight eats or something gets eaten. Ooh. And I feel like that's like often enough that it would, wouldn't be an issue. Um, I also came across this one now. And I think you and I can really discuss this one in some good detail. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh my. First of all, that's like nine hours, maybe even 12 hours of movies if you get I mean, the extended like, versions. I mean, like, I watched the entire extended thing while drinking, just because we were drinking, but a drinking game for this? That could be really tough. Damn. Uh, so anyone speaks any non-English language? I'm picturing all these scenes with, like, the elves and the orcs. That's a bitch. Yeah. Uh, anytime Frodo says, Sam. That's a lot. Uh, you see the Eye of Sauron. You see a close-up of the ring, or anyone says precious. I mean, there's only one person who says it. Well, two. Two, yeah. I mean, oh. eh, Frodo eh, says it a Technically three. Times. Doesn't Bilbo say it at 1.2? True. Yeah, okay. He does. he does. We're going to go really picky on our knowledge of Lord of the Rings. But I, even that one, I feel like you wouldn't be drinking that much for the course of nine hours. Right. Like, those big epic fight scenes, like, you don't ever really see any of those things. Maybe once or twice. I don't know. That's a little... It, 
that's just that's just such a long movie. Even if you just watch one of them, that's three and a half, even four hours that you're getting for drinking, and it's a lot of drinking you're doing. You gotta have some endurance for that. Yeah, like I'm looking at the Scott Pilgrim one here, and it's um, words or numbers on the screen, mm-hmm. video game sound effects, a new band is named, a new ex shows up, and anyone says Ramona. That will get you drinking for about 80% of that movie. Yes. And I'm now very tempted because it's my favorite movie, and I really want to watch it again. Well, there you go. Oh, the Fast and the Furious series. And that's a fun one. That's an easy, like, it's a way to watch, like, a shitty movie. Like, I've had nights where it's like, oh, I want to watch a movie. Nothing really good. Let's go on Netflix see what we can find. Oh, there's whatever film. we. It's half okay. Let's just Google if there's drinking rules to it. It adds an extra that's layer it. to a, I'm bored, let's watch a movie tonight. Find something a little bit more fun. Yeah, we've done that before. Exactly. We've done that uh, before. Um, another drinking game that can actually be pretty dangerous is something called... A power hour. I don't know this one. Power hour pretty much is you are drinking every minute on the minute for an hour. How is this a game and not a practice of drunk of suicide? Now, when I've done it, I've done it just taking a sip. Okay. And like they'll play music. They'll play like 60, 90 songs or 60 whatever songs. Okay. Something like that. Um... I've done it just sipping. Some people have done it finishing or trying to finish as much as possible. I mean, even if you're like half pints, that's still 30 pints of beer yeah. in an hour. Like, that yeah. is liver failure. That is. There. Maybe it's not finishing, but it's, I think, like, I don't, like, I don't like think good, I take like it as good, intense as some people would. Yeah, no. Like, I can imagine a real good drunk doing that, like a college <laughs> drunk doing that right yeah fuck that sounds tense yeah so power hours are there um i'm trying to think of other types of oh one one drinking game i've always wanted to do is the mario kart drinking game yes we've discussed doing this actually uh my wife and her sister were mentioning they wanted to do this since we got mario kart on the switch Mm -hmm. i was gonna pick up two more controllers eventually and get a four-person game going uh anyone who doesn't know the concept is you open start the race open your beer you can only drink while you're pulled over on the side of the road yeah, full stop. And you can't just like stop. coast and drink. You can't. And you drink need to finish your beer before you can finish the final lap. So this could be chug your beer, finish the race. This could be stop every once in a while while you're in first place, take a few sips, or get to the finish line, stop, finish your beer, hit go. Yeah. Like any strategy works. It's just you can't finish the race with a beer in your glass. And you cannot be in motion when you're drinking your beer. When you're drinking your beer. Um, so, like, that's something I've always wanted to try. Well, like I said, I have the N64 version. I have the Nintendo Switch version of the new and the old. I definitely have a place to do it, and i got beers. We will make this happen. Definitely. I'm we'll down. a little uh, live stream out of that, maybe. Oh, that'd be good. A little live stream. I would be down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be down for that. That'd be a fun time. Yeah, I guess some people involved. I have some people we can talk to about that. I'm sure we can, uh, speak to our colleagues in that realm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We can get, we can get some... Speaking of vague and evil things... Uh, no, I have no say with that. I just wanted to bring up how vegan we were being. Um, yeah, no, I, I like a good drinking game because it is a fun way to put a social setting together. Like, I know you, me, and Shannon have played one at a bar before. We were uh, waiting for a trivia night to start. Yes, uh, Piccolo. Piccolo, Piccolo yes. is a really fun drinking game. Um, maybe it doesn't work as well in public because there's some rules that are probably better done in private. Oh, yeah, the one that suggested Shannon and I change tops. Yeah, well, first of all, she was wearing a dress... Which would have been really awkward, but I mean, like, with the right people and in a privacy or on home, to each their own. Yeah, I mean... I've been to drunken parties and seen dumber shit happen. That's it. Um, 
And I think there was also one that said, like, Shannon's be on her knees for, like, the rest of the game or something. That would have been awkward in public. Yeah, that would have been awkward in public um, for various reasons. Uh, I mean, also, the putting on really racist accents probably wasn't a good thing either, but we still did that one. We did that one. Um, Yeah, I still can't get over your... uh, My terrible German accent? terrible German accent. like a gay... Yeah. Is that like a gay German from like any like generic movie? Yeah. Um, but Piccolo is a fun one. It's an app that actually is free to... No, sorry. It's not free. I think it's $5.99. Yeah, whatever. A few bucks. I'm sure there's a free knockoff version yeah. or a website that'll do the same thing. That's it. And you can actually buy those extra extra versions, but those should not be played with uh, various company. I'm giving you a look. There's a, there's a, there's a Caliente version, which is more like all Risque. the questions... Not so much the dare. Well, actually, even some of the dares are more, like, dirty and more, like, okay, I, sh- I can't play this with anyone except, like... You'll give me an off-air review about it later. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But either way, Piccolo, like, the regular version of Piccolo is a pretty fun one. And generally, yes, there's somewhere it says, like, take four sips, take three sips, take six sips. We usually just do one. Yeah, I mean, like it depends one. on the group and the outing, but you could, in theory, do more. And uh, it just it's, it's a fun way to get everyone talking and drinking because some of the things that'll bring up are, like... Oh, go around the table and mention, you know, something that Ryan loves and you last person who stumbles drinks or like go around and name your favorite movie. So you're still getting to, it's kind of like a fun social icebreaker almost a little bit. Yeah. Well, you and Shannon were playing when you guys maybe had met once or twice before. Yeah. That was a very, we got very competitive, had a lot of fun and learned a lot about each other. It was really great. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a good one. Um... And that's it. Drinking games don't necessarily have to be, I think we've covered a lot of them that had the goal of like getting you drunk but they can also be kind of like really easy icebreakers for people in like a party setting like that it also gives you the social lubricant of alcohol yeah right if you there. play one of these games i'm to worry about it that's it so it, it sort of gives you a bit of a double double i mean i do understand why some people don't like drinking games oh and, yeah i mean they're definitely to everyone's own taste and it's fine to go to a party where there isn't anything like that happening because it's also tough to stay organized like we've played like i've played drinking games where it just it fell apart within like five minutes because just people yeah. were not into it into it or just were too busy getting sidetracked in different conversations it's like there's no point in this but if you have the right group of people you have the right game you have the right atmosphere it can be a really fun uh, it could be a really fun way to pass the time, get to know each other, and, you know, have a good time. Precisely. Okay, yeah, we are in the morning. Ugh, it is early. This is terrible. Why are we tired? Uh, you know, we're old. Ugh. We are old. We this are. Is... But even in our old age, it's fun to drink. Yeah, it is fun to drink. Well, we're drinking coffee right now. Yeah, today was a coffee morning. We both have adulting to do today. We do, we do, we do. But one day drinking games. That's it. I'm down for a good drinking game. The Mario Kart racing one's definitely one we have to mm-hmm. try. I've been wanting to do. Game of Life is a fun one. Yeah. And like I said, we could turn any game into a drinking game with the right set of rules, even just a movie night. It takes some creativity if there isn't one that already exists, but there is a subreddit for it. Our drinking games. Really? Yeah. It's not super, like, active, but there's some good stuff there. I'm going to pull it up and I'm actually just legitimately curious to see what they have. Uh, I can actually, I'm subscribed to it, so I can actually just quickly jump in and see what the top stuff is, because they, you know, they have, they have people requesting drinking games, they have people, like, coming up with their own, there's an amazing race drinking game that's at the top right now. Really? Would you but, pull it yeah. up? Actually, I'm a little curious, it's a show I'm into, so I would definitely like to see what happens with that. Oh, this is someone who's looking for an amazing race uh, drinking game. Well, I know a few things you definitely have is anytime Phil says spa. <laughs> freaking best accent ever, that guy. Yeah, well... But yeah, there's, so there's a bunch of different drinking games. I mean, the Mario Kart Don't Drink and Drive one. Yeah. 
Those are always fun, though. Yeah, that's it. So, what was I going to do? I actually am in the Today I Learned subreddit also. Oh, are you? I have a, I have a Today I Learned that I think is interesting. Let's hear it. Yeah, because I think we're sort of off the topic of drinking games. Yeah, I think we, we've wrapped up quite nicely and we're coming near the end of the show. I, I always like to see what, what did you learn on Reddit that you think we were sharing with me? Okay, well, today I learned that although Dark Side of the Moon, the album by Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. was the number one album for only one week, it remained on the Billboard Top 200 for 741 weeks straight from 1973 to 1988. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's a great album. I have no complaints, but it's insane to imagine someone's art being that relevant for that long. I've always I, heard, like, getting onto the top charts once, you're set for life. It, you can cruise off that. Like, there's people who are the one-hit wonders, the proverbial one-hit wonders that we've done a podcast on. Yeah. And there are still, as much as they might not be in the public eye anymore, I'm sure they're not sitting around broke waiting for their next paycheck. That's they it. probably have a decent income from royalties for these songs. Because they've hit the charts at least once. That's it. And you have these old songs that just come back. They play in bars every now and then. People karaoke them. Mm-hmm. People like, and you pay, you know, the bars have to pay, I think, for some, you know, for the ability to use those songs, the instrumental versions of the music. And, you know, so you, you get money coming in here and there. And, you know, some of these bands still tour. Uh, Pink Floyd, Roger Waters still tours. Oh, he's coming to Montreal right around my birthday. There you go. Tickets are so expensive. Tickets are very expensive. I really want to go see him, though. I've been looking at like tickets online. I've seen a few people selling like cheap seats for like eighty bucks. I'm so tempted just to go solo. No, you might do it. Just you should do just, it. It's one of those artists where I've like I've seen it happen where someone's like, oh, I'm gonna go see so and so, and then they like pass away the next year, and it's like Rogers Waters has a pretty heavy pass with drugs and is fairly old, and I don't want to risk this being the t- the last show he does. But I was realizing it. Hmm. Like I've had this thought twice before, and this time he's doing one of my favorite albums. I'm gonna have to go, I think. Yeah. I got another good one, actually. I was reading this up. Which one? I'm curious. I'm I'm looking for the one, too, actually. What what did you get? Today, I learned that in 1987, FBI agent Robert Hansen was tasked by his superiors to find a mole within the agency after the FBI's moles in the KGB were caught. In reality, he was the mole, working with the KGB since 1979. (laughs) I love that kind of stuff when history does these weird things like this. Yeah. I actually came across one a few days ago. I just came across it again now because I'm going through the top this week. Really, really sad. And, like, I really hope, like, I want to look into it more and see, like, what's being done. But apparently Stan Lee, his eyesight's gotten so poor over the years, he can't even read comic books anymore. Ah. Uh. And that's, like, that would be like a musician going deaf in his old age. Like, you know, not being able to hear his own <laughs> music or anyone else's music ever again. Like, that's such a it's, sad, it's like... This is the father of all comic books. Like, this is a man whose name kids today still know, especially because of the Marvel movies. Um, it's just like, it's like, I really hope, like, some companies making ridiculously oversized, like, novelty check size prints for him just so we can read. I'm just praying that George R. R. Martin doesn't lose, like, control of his hands or something like that. Oh, he would just find a way to narrate it. I mean, it's not like it's going to make him go any slower. <laughs> Right. I imagine like he does something does happen. He can't write anymore. He can't use a keyboard anymore. And he's like, I'll have to write this all like, you know, voice, like voice to text by having a having every single word one by one written and delivered by a raven. Oh, God. Kill me. (laughs) This will take forever. Yeah. One raven gets shot down in the middle of this. The entire book comes out with one keyword missing. Guys, fans insane forever. Yeah. And the true king is... You were wonderful. What? 
Um, actually, on the subject of One Hit Wonders we were talking about, one more today I learned. Yeah. Today I learned that when asked what his song American Pie meant, Don McLean said, it means I don't ever have to work again if I don't want to. <laughs> So there you go. I love I love smart ass interview answers. I, I'm sure I brought it up on the show before. And I've sent it to you. I'm sure is the um, the Beatles trolling um, news outlets. Yes, and it's just it's a bunch of like famous photos. Who knows how true the quotes really are? I mean, like I'm sure some of them have been like changed or altered over time Probably. for the sake of the comedy. But like, there's a famous one of I think it's Ringo being like someone asking him, "Do you have any political views?" He goes, "No, I don't even smoke," and then takes a, like a hit off a cigarette. <sighs> Like, just, like, basically giving the shittiest answers. Like, you know, what they ask, you know, they ask all the Beatles, like, what is your ideal woman? And John goes, well, my wife. George, and he goes, well, John's wife. Is Ringo Starr the best drummer in the world? Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. You know? <laughs> I love those, like, smart-ass answers, especially when, like, when someone is, like, I guess you put that level of, like, they're famous, they don't need to really, like, be funny and smart anymore. They can yeah. just answer the question truthfully, and everyone's like, oh, they're artists. Yeah. But, like, that, when you can basically be, like, give a smart-ass answer because you know, it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. Well, I think that wraps up our show for this week. Yeah, a little bit of a shorter one, but that's okay. I think we still said what we need to say. Yeah, I think it was a very fun episode, and I now know we have some drinking games to get done. And yes. Again, to our fan base, I air quote and say sarcastically yeah. um, if any of you out there have a drinking game you would suggest to us please send it in we'll always bring it up in reference again in our little feedback sections and hey we'll probably play it and thank you for it probably maybe we'll even invite you to join us for a drinking game and not murder you and steal your spine uh, no guarantees yeah you heard it here here first you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, 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 words please follow us on <laughs> please follow us on Facebook and Twitter Yes, because our Twitter account actually tweets things now. It does. It's active. Yep. I have it set to auto-tweet any new episodes and most of our Facebook stuff. Yay. It's still... It, it's a, I'm essentially building a Twitter bot for us, <sighs> and I've never done this before, so everything's still kind of in beta. So if it looks weird or says something really weird, it's the machine's fault. I should just grab it now. It tweets something horribly inappropriate. <laughs> it was the bot! No! <laughs> <laughs> Stupid racist robots! Oh, my um, God. Yeah, so our Twitter, speaking which, our Facebook, speaking of which, ourselves on social media, at Boxless Thought, and at, at Ryan W. As usual, a shout out to Andrea, at Aries Smile, who is another, I don't know how long we'll be open for, but she's doing another round of um, avatars, if you're looking for a very adorable picture, like ours. Yeah. Making cute faces at the camera that isn't a camera. What? Hmm. <laughs> but uh, give her a check out. And I think that's everything worth mentioning at the end of the props show. Props the screen. Props the screen right now. Are you punching my computer? Props the screen. Are you punching my microphone? Listener, props the screen right now. Yeah. Done. But what if they're like running or on a train or like their phone's in their pocket and they missed that? They did it. Give them another round. Give them like here, like, three second head start. Get your screen ready now. Like get your device. All right, out. get ready. Three. Unlock screen picture. Two. Of one. That was a double. We both did that. Aww. Look at you. You're one of us now. We're best friends. <laughs>